The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to hear about the most effective way to generate net new prospects using email. Joining us is David Delaney, who is the CEO of TenBound, which is a research advisory and events-focused sales development firm. Yesterday, David and I talked about starting and scaling an outbound SDR team. And today, we're going to continue the conversation talking about establishing and understanding the value of your outsource SDR team. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with David Delaney, CEO of TenBound. David, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Hey, all right, let's do it. Excited to have you back on the show. We had a great conversation yesterday talking about how to send personalized emails to the right person at the right place at the right time without actually having to type a bunch of personalized emails. It's the secret sauce of having an SDR program. You don't actually have to send the emails yourself. It's beautiful. Today, I want to talk a little bit about evaluating the value of that, and I've got a little story for you. Back in the day, before the MarTech podcast was a twinkle in my eye, I was working as an independent marketing consultant. And in the first year of any consulting practice, you're in the ATM phase. That's anything for money. And a friend of mine that I used to work with reached out and said, hey, I've got email deliverability problems. I'm a marketing consultant. I heard the cash register ring and said, okay, you got email deliverability problems. Let me help you with that. And it was able to turn that conversation around to you need to be using a different platform. You shouldn't be sending the emails manually. You should be using something like Outreach to send your emails or Mixmax or these other tools. Let me help you create an SDR program to make sure that all of your emails are being sent from the right inboxes to the right people. And I ended up creating an SDR program that was sending tens of thousands of outbound emails a month. It, it ended up scaling to be a very big project. And the business started increasing, the numbers were up, the sales teams had more leads, but there was always a problem figuring out the value that the SDR team was driving. And I had a hard time actually selling that value because the sales team was the one that was closing the deal. So talk to me about how you figure out what the value of an SDR team and where did I go wrong with my consulting client? <laughs> Sounds like it went great. So this is a really interesting question. And I don't want to go back too far in history here, but 
the SDR phenomenon sort of got kicked off when salesforce.com had a great run with their SDR program as they were coming up. And a book came out called Predictable Revenue by Aaron Ross. And essentially that became the Bible of new software as a service companies. Is it Aaron Ross? Aaron Ross, yeah. That makes him the Jesus of cold outreach. Oh yeah, <laughs> big time. <laughs> Hats off. So essentially new software companies would get some investment money and they needed headcount to start to justify this big bet that someone took on them. And they all had the Bible of Silicon Valley growth, which included SDRs. So the reason I bring all this up is in a lot of companies, there's not a huge emphasis on justifying the value of the SDRs. It's just sort of dogmatic once you get some money that you start hiring a bunch of SDRs because you need to show hyper growth and the SDRs were supposed to be able to get you there so that you could get to the next level of investment and things like that. So there hasn't been a huge emphasis on it. Now, if you're a bootstrapped company and every dime is important, then you would look at this and go, well, wait a minute, I'm spending all this money to hire someone, buy all these lists, have them sit there and send emails and do all this stuff. What value am I getting out of this? So there's kind of two ways to look at it. One is the revenue pipeline and how well the revenue pipeline is closing to sales. So from a purely mathematic perspective, are they creating enough revenue pipeline to be able to justify their existence? That's one. The second one is the talent pipeline. And that's really important to the companies that get the venture money because they need the high quality talent that they bring in through the SDR program to then graduate to different positions within their company. So they start as an SDR, then they become an AE, then they become a sales manager. Next 10 years later, they're running whole divisions. And you see that at the Salesforce and the LinkedIn and different companies. They use it as a talent pipeline. And that's harder to quantify, but another value of having this program. So there's the revenue pipeline and then the talent pipeline. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. 
Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, so what I'm hearing is when you're going through and building an SDR program, you're evaluating it based on the revenue that it's driving, but the SDRs aren't the ones that are generating the revenue. They're generating the leads, and then the AEs are responsible for closing. And this was always the big problem that I had with my consulting gig that I mentioned before. We were driving a ton of leads, and the AEs weren't closing them. So the SDR program must not have been valuable if the AEs weren't closing the leads. Now, between you and me and everybody else that's listening, the AEs sucked, and the leads were good. And the problem was we can't validate the SDR program because we got all these leads and none of them are closing because the product wasn't there or the salespeople weren't that efficient at closing them. So when you're evaluating revenue to an SDR program, how do you do that where you're actually just determining whether it's the SDRs doing their job efficiently or if it's a product problem or an AE problem? Well, you point to sort of a macro problem in this whole world, which is there's a lot of finger pointing involved because it's hard to know who's really dropping the ball. There's a few things to look at, though, is if you can set up a decent attribution in the opportunities that are created, you can start to trace revenue back to the SDR team and get a good readout on the percentage of the pipeline that's actually being created by the SDRs. So you just have to make a determination. Is it marketing generated where it's a hot lead that's just being sent directly to the sales team and has no touch at all? It's just a red hot lead. Or is it sort of that bucket of content syndication leads, white paper downloads, old red hot leads that went cold or outbound cold calling and cold emailing? that whole bucket is tagged as SDR generated and then sent over to the sales team. If you get a good attribution system down, then you can start to see, okay, we created 100,000 in pipeline through the SDR team, and it's now closing at a 25% rate. So had we not had any SDRs, where would that 100,000 in pipeline come from? Could it all be attributed to only marketing generated leads? Or did we need to have that human touch to get it over the finish line? Every company is going to have to make that determination themselves. Yeah, you know, I think that just like with every marketing channel, multi-touch attribution is a pain in the ass. Yeah. And it happens with the SDR program. And we're getting into a world where sales and marketing are really blended together. Hey, someone saw the content that we served them and then the SDR team reached out and they were responding to the SDR outreach, but maybe they downloaded a white paper before. Who gets the credit for that? They downloaded the white paper, the SDR team reached out, both things are kind of happening at the same time. How do we evaluate the pipeline? That creates problems. To me, I think of the output of the SDR team to be two metrics that I look at to figure out whether they are operating efficiently. The number of meetings that are scheduled, the number of prospects or leads that are generated, and the amount of pipeline that comes out of those deals, right? How big are the deals that they're generating? And that sort of gives you an understanding of, you said, hey, they created $100,000 in pipeline. The close is not something that they are responsible for. And yeah, maybe the SDR outreach is all companies that 
are not super qualified. And so it's really, really hard to close them. That's something you kind of have to figure out and feel. But to me, when you're evaluating the value of an SER team, you're looking at volume, how you're filling your your closers, your account execs calendars. And two, is the size of the deal worth the effort that you're putting into it? Are they creating enough pipeline where your AEs have an opportunity to close enough business for you to hit your goals? Yeah. And it's interesting because there's a lot of outsourced SDR companies. There's like a whole universe of companies that are appointment setting and things like that. And some of the business models are a monthly retainer, but sometimes they just charge you for the qualified meeting. And they charge from $500 to $1,000 for one qualified meeting. And it's just that it's got to be a service level agreement that it's qualified. So if you look at your team, if you assigned a number value that high, even with all their salary and benefits and tools and everything, it's a significant investment either way. But to your point, appointments and pipeline is the way to go in really understanding what the production level looks like. The sales performance of the AEs is really out of the control of the SDRs. Yeah. So you mentioned there's a difference between an in-house SDR team and an outsource SDR team. I almost called it an outhouse SDR team. <laughs> I've seen a bunch of different models for outsourced, and I think that there's a hybrid as well. Outsourced, I'm just going to have somebody else write the email templates, somebody else does the research, somebody else does the prospecting, the follow-up, and all I have to do is make sure that my AEs have a calendar link and they just field the incoming meeting requests. That I would call the outsourced. I think that there's a hybrid model where you're hiring freelancers to be your outsourced team and you're training them as if they were in-house marketers. That's what we do here at the MarTech Podcast with all of our content production, with all of our sales outreach, with everything. It's contractors and freelancers. And then there's you're hiring employees to come sit in your office and do the research and they're doing it themselves. How do you evaluate which one of those three models is right for your business? I would say if you're just starting out and say you've got like one AE and you look at and there's nothing on their calendar. So it's like, okay, we need something. So that could be a time to start to look at some of the outsourced SDR companies, just give them the list and, and the script and train them and get me in front of some people, you know, so we can start having some conversations. And that's almost instantaneous. Within two or three months, you'll start to hopefully see some pipeline movement if you've got a good company. And then if it becomes to the point where now we've got multiple AEs, they're, all their calendars are empty. We need that talent pipeline, especially. We need to start to groom the next generation of AEs to come in. Now we should probably start thinking about going in-house and bringing in our own SDR so that they can start to learn really the business and be here at the company. And the thing that I see a lot actually in some of the high-performance companies is they never get rid of the outsource SDR company. If it's doing a good job, they just don't scale up the contract and they start to bring in in-house and there's almost like a rivalry happening where it's the outsourced one that gets the in-house and see who can perform better. They start to cross-pollinate their playbook and stuff like that. So that's an option as well. I think that the talent pipeline is something I hadn't thought about before, where one of the roles of the SDRs is to grow into becoming an AE. And if your organization is going to scale and you're bringing in inexperienced talent with a high ceiling, it gives you an opportunity to give them some relatively entry-level work 
learn the business, learn skills, be around the team, and then you can develop them into an AE. And it's sort of a cost controlling mechanism because you're not getting someone with experience, you're training them. So you're able to keep the cost of your team down until they become really, really good at their job. And then you get a pay up. Exactly. And it's almost like a year-long interview. I mean, if you can bring in someone who turns out to be just a total rock star and they're someone you can kind of build the company on. Because if you think about it, what is a company, right? It's a group of people. And if you've got all A players, man, your life is going to be a lot easier. And if it's just not working out, I mean, it's a really tough job. It's a grind and it's very repetitive. And if it's not working out or it's a bad cultural fit, then, hey, you know early and you make a move. Yeah, I think that's great advice. All right, David, I appreciate you coming on the show, telling us a little about how to not only develop an SDR program, but how to think about evaluating it as well. Got it. All right. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to David Delaney, the CEO of TenBound, for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with David, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is DKDNSF. That's D-K-D-I-N-S-F. Or you could visit his company's website, which is TenBound.com. T-E-N-B-O-U-N-D.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our once a week newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.